0: What's going on, ladies and gents? I'm Billy Donnelly, and I'm getting old quickly. Welcome back to another brand new episode of the podcast. For those of you who have been here before, welcome back. You know the drill, you know the rules, you know the lay of the land, and you know what it is that we're here to do. But if this is your first time joining us, also welcome. Welcome aboard on our journey of self-discovery and self-reflection, of introspection and self-improvement. Basically, we try to put in the work week in and week out to be better today than we were yesterday and to be better tomorrow than we were today. So what's on the agenda for this week? Well, I kind of took a little bit of a sidetrack to deal with some in-the-moment things that sort of came up in my head over the last couple episodes. But what I really did want to circle back to was the idea of the vulnerability of insecurity. I did an episode uh, a few back, uh, which I labeled as part one, and I did want to be able to dive a little bit deeper into some more of that with sort of a a part two, or a sequel, or follow-up, or however it is that we want to discuss this. So, here we are. This will be the part two to the vulnerability of insecurity. And in the In the first half, I guess we just call it a half, right? Uh, In the first half, I really talked about some of my own insecurities and what I was dealing with and struggling with. And and sort of where it came from. and, And really digging deep into like trying to find the source of some of it as to why I felt certain ways here what i want to do is be able to talk about sort of the moving forward the aftermath like once we know that we have certain things uh within us what do we do with it right what do i do with it what do you do with it how do we work around it work through it process it deal with it handle it as a part of our lives okay so You know, I sort of see uh, some trends that have surfaced a little bit, uh, not just in working through my own insecurities, but in watching other people also work through some of their insecurities. And some of it frustrates me. and it's not because anybody's doing anything wrong at least not on their not themselves but there is this sort of world around them i feel that is almost trying to capitalize uh on other people's insecurities so i I am going to get into some of that uh here on the show as well but look we all have insecurities all of us about something it may not be something that we want to admit to it may not be something that we speak about regularly or tell other people about but within each one of us there is something where we are questioning ourselves about whether we're good enough at this or good enough at that or living up to expectations here or how people see us or the perceptions other people have of us. It could be a number of things. Okay. Everybody has something different, but at the same time, very few of them are unique. And so especially because a lot of people aren't very forthcoming, with what their insecurities are we don't put these things on the table a lot right to to let other people know once again as we talk a lot here on the show about that they are not alone that their struggles are not their own that oftentimes their struggles are shared by other people who are also dealing with something similar and, you know, the more that we do talk about these things, the more that we destigmatize talking about these things, the easier it is to sort of find common understanding amongst each other. And then we can help each other as well. And not necessarily in the way of like, here's what you should do, or here's the advice but sometimes just in the way of listening and understanding what that other person is going through so that we can be there for them and they can get the the feeling that they are being heard and understood, which for a lot of people is really kind of all they want. But what I've also sort of found here in in this sort of secrecy of uh, insecurity and the the vulnerability that comes with opening ourselves up to it and sharing it uh, is the fact that when we do sort of allow ourselves to take the walls down or open the gates up or whatever euphemism you want to use in that moment quite often people are looking for just an answer on how to make it go away how can I not feel insecure anymore somebody sell me the magic beans that I can plant and from that will sprout the Security plant, I don't think that's a thing, but the the, the solution to the problem, all right? We're all looking for solutions to the problem. And when I say solutions, I mean like a finite thing, right? Like a thing that has some an ending, some closure to it, a thing that brings about a resolution, right? Here's my problem. How do I fix it and make it go away? So that I don't have to see it or, or hear it or smell it or, or look at it or, or have it anywhere in my existence. But oftentimes that's not how it works. Right? Even with, especially with insecurity, we can cope process work through uh, I wouldn't even say handle I'd say get a maybe get a grip on it because there are going to be times where these these insecurities pop back up or resurface or sometimes uh, morph into something else but because of sort of the way that we operate, it is almost impossible to extinguish them entirely. We don't know that, right? And, And oftentimes I just, I tell others that, you know, we don't know what we don't know. And sometimes a lot of that comes in In how we are dealing with our insecurities as well. You know, we know that we feel a certain way, and we want to figure out how to make that feeling go away. And so, yes, there are times that we allow ourselves to be vulnerable by admitting that we have these feelings of insecurity. And oftentimes what winds up happening is that somebody rushes in and tells us that they have the answer. I have the answer. I have the solution. I have the magic beans. And the reality of the situation is that they don't. But they know that you want that so badly. And so they will promise you whatever they can in order to get you to buy in to what they're selling. Whether it is their book or their course or their webinar or their seminar or whatever. They're saying, I know what you are dealing with, and I can make it go away. It, it, it all sits under the guise of helping you. But quite often it's not to help you. It's to pretend to help you while getting you to part with your cash. And it is predatory behavior because they know that you are vulnerable. And they are trying to get you at a weak point where you just want help. And it's important for us to try to discern who is, who actually has our best interests in mind and who is just trying to get us to buy something. Because the people who do actually have your best interests uh, in mind, in most cases, uh, do just want to help you. and in very few circumstances will actually ask to be paid for it. Now look, in some cases, they do. right? If you have a therapist, you have to pay for that treatment. Pay for those sessions. Psychiatrist, any, any sort of medical professional who would be able to help you through some of these things, learn from them, process uh, from them, Unfortunately, that's just the way the system works, right? But they're also typically not selling you on the idea of a solution. Much like I myself right now here am not selling you on the idea of a solution because I don't believe or think that a solution exists. I do think that there are things we can do to improve our situations and try to make them better, but not to fully eliminate them and and just, just wipe our hands of it and say, look, it's all gone. Everything's cool. Nothing to see here. And a lot of times what it really starts with. And once again, look, this is just coming from my experience and, and relaying to you what I have found has helped and just from observing others as well. I think it really starts with just acknowledging the fact that you're insecure about some things. You know, uh, Once again, going back to the idea that we don't talk about these things. Because the heavy majority of us already have insecurities that we're struggling with. And it's not a public thing because everybody just wants to show the highlights of their life to everybody else. uh, I do think that there is a sense of shame that comes from this. And sort of struggling in the dark. Right, struggling by ourselves. We feel lonely doing this because we're we don't share it with other people that this is how we feel. Which opens us up to people wanting to take advantage of us because we just want it to go away. We don't want to confront it or dig deep on it. But you have to be willing to do that work yourself or with a therapist, psychiatrist, social worker, whoever it is that you're working with as well, I think. But it does still start with you. It does still start with where you are at in being able to come to terms with the reality of your situation. You know, one of the things that I've sort of learned over time through my therapy and just in doing this podcast is being okay with the truth. We have to learn to be okay with the truth. I have learned to be okay with the truth in a number of situations, still a work in progress. Still some things that every once in a while come up and uh, they don't make me feel great. And I can almost guarantee you that if you do the same, it's not an uplifting process in the beginning. It's hard work and it's emotional and it's tough. Because it's tough to acknowledge the things about ourselves that we're not proud of or that we don't like, or that we wish weren't a part of us. Right? Everybody wants to be everybody wants to be awesome all the time if we could be, be carefree, not have a worry in the world or a problem on our mind. That'd be great. Not the way the world works, though. which does not. And so we cannot be afraid to get our hands dirty. And to dig through some muck. to hopefully come out the other side a little bit cleaner and feeling a little bit better and carrying a little bit less of the weight that that muck has just built up onto us. And I think it starts with acknowledgement. Acknowledgement that you feel this way. About these things. Because nobody is immune from it. People can lie. Pretend. Say nothing bothers them. They're all good. Everything's great. And that's what they want to put forth for you. Outwardly. To not let you in or see their flaws or warts or whatever we want to call them. But internally, we all have them. And it is not beneficial to your mental health to pretend that they don't exist. And I'm going to tell you that in the short term, it doesn't feel great to shine a light on it. But it's something that has to be done to move forward. Because for us to be able to stand up and say, this is how I feel about these things. First of all, it's very freeing. I'm not going to lie. It feels very freeing to release yourself from holding that in. To release yourself from pretending that everything is fine. To be able to say to the world, this is a part of me and it sucks. And what do I do about it? That's some true freedom, if you want my honest opinion. Which... You get all the time here anyway, but. Acknowledge what's inside of you. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be to others. But you do have to admit it to yourself. I mean, look, if you really want to, you can fool all the people some of the time, Right. And you can try really hard to convince yourself that things are the way that you want them to be. But I don't think it helps you to live a lie. And at some point, right, the bill's going to come due for yourself. And so the quicker you, quickly you pay it. The faster you can sort of move on with the the rest of your life. But as I said earlier, I really just sort of I take a lot of issue with people who are trying to prey on your insecurity and your your search for help. Right? And so what what I do wanna make sure that I I really stress to you, especially having sort of laid out this idea that, you know, people are looking for answers or a solution or a resolution or or an end game or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, you know, one of the, one of the more troubling things that I sort of witnessed is that it's a, it's a quick answer, right? Don't want to do the work. Just want it to go away quickly. Just make it go away, right? Just make it go away. Don't want to, don't want to deal with it, but this is not a, um, There are no quick fixes. I mean, sure, you can put band-aids on anything, but it doesn't actually fix what needs to be confronted. A lot of these things are going to stick with you for a while. And, uh, and as I said, they are going to be things that you are repeatedly going to have to face and handle. But you can do it. You absolutely can do it. You just have to know that it's going to take time. It's going to take time to make progress. In some days there will be little itty-bitty bits of progress, and other times there will be huge leaps of progress. And sometimes there will be regression, where you have to just make that same progress again. There's very little perfection in this space. Lots of progress, very little perfection. Why? Because we ourselves are works in progress all the time. And I do promise you that there are people out there who genuinely just want to help you. Who care about you and genuinely want to help you. And so uh, don't mistake me for saying, like, all people are bad. <laughs> okay. Because I'm not. Lots of people are bad, but in this case, not all people are bad. There are plenty of people who just genuinely want to help you. They care about you, they care about your well being, they don't want you. I mean, look, we don't want... Nobody wants anybody to feel like this, right? They don't want you to feel like this. You're going to do whatever they can to try and help you not feel like this, even though that's not really a solution either to just not feel like this. But you just have to sort of discern who really wants to help you and who just wants to make you feel like they're helping you while charging you a premium price. Ultimately, you do have to help yourself in this case. And as I said, acknowledgement and acceptance are kind of key to making that happen. Because then you know what to look out for, especially when your feelings come up, right? Alarm bells go off, red flags go up, whatever. Either way, you know, "Uh uh-oh, my insecurity is showing again. And then you can sort of talk yourself off the ledge. Right? Because, in and of itself, insecurity are things that we have convinced ourselves are the case where we don't measure up, but which may not really be a part of reality. And so, when we, when we acknowledge these things, and that's why acknowledgement to me is really one of the most important parts. When we acknowledge that it's here, or when it shows its ugly face, rather than fly off the handle, we can bring ourselves back to reality. And talk ourselves off that ledge. And that's where we can start feeling good again. It's not by eliminating the insecurity, but it's by countering the insecurity. By telling our brain it's wrong. And once again, it's not about making the insecurity go away entirely. I don't know that that can ever be the case. But we can shut it up. We can shut it up by rubbing reality in its face. Understanding and accepting The insecurity for what it is. And just trying to feel better about ourselves in those moments. Don't be afraid to be insecure. And don't be afraid to be vulnerable about being insecure. We all feel it at one time or another. Just remember to try to examine who is trying to help you and the the intention behind their help. Because there are genuine people out there who do just want to help you and, and deliver to your best interests. You got this. It's going to be okay. Just some rough work. With very few definitive answers at the end of the rainbow. But as usual, progress, not perfection. And on that note, I'm going to call time. All right, plenty of things to consider this week. And once again, if you go back and pair this episode with The Vulnerability of Insecurity Part 1, well, you're going to get a nice full book here. If you already listened to that, well, then I hope this put a nice bow on the end of it. Will there be a Part 3? I don't know. Who knows? Something down the line? Maybe. Maybe. More things uh, I get some thoughts on. We'll lay down the tracks for you. But uh, for right now, I think I'm okay. Sort of with where we have left this piece of the discussion. So, some things to think about. All right, with that said, let's get you all the necessary information to get you on your way and completely fulfilled and very informed email address here at the podcast. That's getting old quickly pod at gmail.com getting old quickly pod at gmail.com question, comment, feedback. You want to send something in? That's the way to do it. Getting old quickly pod at gmail.com emails. Come to me. I'll read them and respond. If there's something I think bears a deeper discussion on a future episode of the podcast, maybe that will happen as well. So getting old quickly pod at gmail.com. Uh, grab yourself a "Getting Old Quickly" shirt, always available at teespring.com/getting-old-quickly. Ten percent of the profits go to NAMI, which is the National Alliance on Mental Illness. So score yourself some sweet swag and help out a good cause. Teespring.com/getting-old-quickly for your "Getting Old Quickly" apparel. Podcast is available in all the typical podcast places. So make sure you subscribe slash follow. As well as rate and review, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, you know the like. New shows drop every single Monday, so subscribe or follow, make your life easier. So they're waiting right there for you to listen to at your earliest convenience. Uh, you can check out all the social media handles on Instagram at Getting Old Quickly, Facebook.com/slash Getting Old Quickly, and on Twitter at Getting Old Quick. Tag us in anything you post that is uh, related to the show particularly if you share, retweet, like, anything of the sort. And make sure you tell your family and friends about the podcast. Word of mouth is key, especially if you like what it is that I do here. So get some more people on board, tell them all about getting old quickly, and get them listening ASAP. And also, close it out, uh, just remember, if you find yourself in a dark place or in crisis mode, whether it's yourself, family member, friend, loved one, whoever. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline exists for those very moments. 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. Somebody is available to talk 24-7. The resource exists for those very situations. So if you need it, please use it. That is why it exists. That's the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. On that note, it's time to close it out and get moving on. I'll be back here next week to talk about whatever else it is that's rattling around in my brain. Until then, have yourselves a good week. I'm Billy Donnelly. I'm getting old quickly. And just remember, getting old doesn't suck. It just kind of happens.